Um, speaking of fun, I want to begin this new teaching series and begin today with uh, what I'm calling it a generational experiment. So, is what is funny for one generation funny for other generations? What do you guys think? No, okay. <laughs> We're going to find out. We're going to find out. So in just a second, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show a video clip uh, that is very distinctly one generation. And what All right, what did you think? All right, kids, was that funny? Oh, okay, awesome, awesome. All right, so uh, uh, they were, I heard some whispers of, why is it in black and white? It, okay, we'll get, we'll get to that later. All right, kids, why don't you, if you're a kid and you want to come up and help me tell the story, why don't you go ahead and come up here, have a seat right here. Parents, help them guide up here. Awesome. Come on. Take a seat right here. Rock and roll. Come on. Come on. Come on. Take a seat. Wow. All right. So, kids, did you guys like that video? You guys, turn and face me. Turn and look this way. I'll sit over here. Did you guys like that video? Yes. Who was that in the video? Do you know? A person. A people. Oh, yes, exactly. Luxmi, who was it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's ask everybody else. Okay, who was that? That's right. That's right. Uh, I was going to say a really mean question, like who was there and saw that show in person, but I would never ask that. I would never ask that. All right, so they were telling a joke, but it was about a story from the Bible. It is a true story from the Bible. Who can guess what story it is? Yeah, the story of Jonah, right? All right, and so if everybody, if you guys can help me tell the story, I have special storytelling prizes for each of you, right? Can you help me? You guys are going to help me? Yeah. All right, Awesome. All right, I'm going to let you, you guys can, here, I'll just pass them around. And my little, my, my special elf helper back there is going to help make sure everybody gets one. You guys can pass them out. But I need your help telling the story of Jonah. How many of you have heard the story of Jonah? Raise your hands. Only four of you have heard the story of Jonah ever. Five. Okay, nice. So. Did you know, yep, pass them out. Did you know that the story of Jonah is a true story from the Bible? And part of the reason we invited you up here is because this is one of the stories from the Bible that was always told family style. Did you know that? So do you guys like to eat family style? No. You know what that means? No. <laughs> We're going to eat. So when you eat family style, everybody sits around the table and everybody shares together. And that's exactly how this story from the Bible was told and shared. It was a family story that everybody told together. And it is such a fun story with lots of sights and sounds and smells. I may need you to help me. Today we might need sound effects. Maybe I'll ask questions, right? So you guys ready to help me tell this story? All right, so here is how the story of Jonah begins. It begins with a message from God. God speaks to Jonah and tells Jonah 
to get up and to go to the city of Nineveh. And you know Nineveh? Have you been there? No. I haven't been there either. So God tells Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh and pronounce judgment over Nineveh because Nineveh has been, well, they haven't been making good choices, let's say, okay? Now let me ask you, if God speaks to you and asks you to go and do something, what should you do? Yeah, you should definitely do it, right? But, hold on, keep listening, buddy. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. Instead of going to Nineveh, Jonah ran the other direction. He even bought a ticket on a boat so he could sail far away because he was hoping to escape from the Lord. All right, so all right, here's a big question. Why did Jonah run away from God? Why do you think? Maggie, why do you think? Okay, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, but why? Why, do you, why does he not want to do what God asked him to do? Luxmi, you're making me nervous. Go ahead. What do you think? Why did, yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to listen, but why did he not want to listen? Harper, what do you think? Because the land where God wanted him to go, the people didn't obey God. Okay, maybe. All right, well, let's keep listening, and we'll come back to that question of why did Jonah run away from God? Maybe, parents, you guys can ask yourself that question. Why was he trying to run away? So, Jonah has bought a a ticket on a boat. He's sailing away from the Lord, and do you know what happens next? The Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea. Give me a sound effect for a powerful wind. Come on, that was a wimpy wind. Let me hear some powerful wind. Nice. And the wind caused a violent storm on the sea, and it threatened to break the ship apart and sink the ship. The other sailors on the ship, they all feared for the life, their lives. But where was Jonah while all this was happening? Do you, he was asleep. Can you believe that? And so the sailors, they go and they wake Jonah up and they find out that the storm is because Jonah has been running away from God. And they ask Jonah, say, why did you do this? Why didn't you do what God told you? And they ask Jonah, what should we do to stop the storm? And what did Jonah tell them? They ask him, what should we do to stop the storm? And Jonah tells them to do what? What do you think? Jonah tells them, well, why don't you just go ahead and throw me overboard? What do you think? Is that very good? What's going to happen if you get thrown overboard from a boat? What might happen? Yeah, you might drown. You might die even. All right, so here's another important question. Jonah knew that the storm was all his fault. Let me ask you this. What happens when we run from God? What happened to Jonah when he ran from God? 
it caused a big storm, right? Let me ask you this. This is important. Have any of you ever caused a storm? Have any of you, because you didn't do what your parents asked, or maybe you, were, you didn't do what God asked you, or you knew you were doing something that God didn't want, have any of you ever made a situation worse because you were running from what God wanted? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what happens when we don't follow God's instructions. It causes storms. And so, although the, the sailors, they actually try to save Jonah, they eventually throw him overboard. Then what happens next? First, what happens to the storm when they throw Jonah overboard? What happens? Yeah, the storm calms immediately. And it says that the sailors were awestruck by God's power. Have you ever, guys, ever been awestruck by God's power? Have you ever seen a storm that God created and thought, wow, that's amazing? Or maybe you've seen a sunrise or a sunset that God has created and you thought, wow, that's amazing. Well, see, the sailors see and they recognize the power of God and they're awestruck by his power. But Jonah, where is he? Jonah is sinking down, 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 down into the water. That's right. But God did not want Jonah to drown. Believe it or not, I know most people get this story wrong. God actually sends something to save Jonah's life. What does God send? That's right. It's one of the things you have, a little well or a fish. Um, he sends a fish and the fish goes gobbles up Jonah. And Jonah spends three days, the Bible says, three days and three nights in the fish. All right, so let me ask you this. Have any of you ever been inside a fish? So fish have been inside you. Good. Mm -hmm. That's the order of, that's nature's way. It is. So Jonah is, can you imagine what it must be like inside a fish for three days and three nights? Okay, so, so what do you think Jonah ate while he was inside this fish? He ate fish guts? Ugh. Let me ask you this. What did Jonah drink when he was, while he was inside of this fish? He drank blood? <laughs> Maybe. All right, let me ask you this. This is a really important question. Where did Jonah go to the bathroom while he was inside that fish? I know. All right. What do you think it smelled like inside of that fish? Yeah. Pretty gross, right? Some of you like sushi. It probably smelled a little bit like that. So while Jonah is inside the fish, do you know what he does? Jonah praise while he's inside the fish. Now, Jonah doesn't really apologize for what he's done, but still he prays. And God orders the fish to do something with Jonah. What does God order the fish to do? It's my favorite word in Spanish. Do you want to learn a Spanish word? Uh -huh. My favorite word in Spanish is vomitando. <laughs> And that's exactly what happens. All right. God tells the fish to spit Jonah out. 
All right, so this, let's have a fun moment. All right, I need a sound effect for spitting Jonah out. What, would, what do you think it sounded like? <laughs> I don't need you to do it. I just need sound effects. Nice, awesome. And after the fish spits Jonah out, what does Jonah do next? Well, he ate the fish. Hopefully, Jonah took a shower, right? And then, listen, listen, keep listening. Then, you guys are doing great. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Have your parents ever had to tell you something more than once? Yeah. The Lord speaks to Jonah a second time. Listen, listen. And he says, get up and go to Nineveh and deliver the message I gave you. And this time, Jonah obeys. Jonah marches across the great city of Nineveh, shouting, 40 days from now, you will be destroyed. And then something amazing happens. Do you know what happens next? All of the evil people of Nineveh, even the king and the animals of the city, they repent. They express how sorry they are, and they change their behavior. They, they mourn and they cry out to God and they even say they are sorry and they make a commitment to turn from the bad choices they were making. And the king even says, perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his anger from destroying us. Now God has said, I'm going to destroy you. And the people repent And then the next part that happens is really amazing. Do you know what happens next? God saw what they had done and how they had changed their evil ways, and God changes his mind. And instead of destroying the people of Nineveh, what does God do? God saves them. Now, how many of you knew that God could do that? How many of you knew that God could change his mind like that? Yeah, this is a pretty important lesson. Well, God has changed his mind. He saved the people of Nineveh, but still we have Jonah. And you know what? Jonah doesn't like that God saved the people of Nineveh one bit. In fact, he becomes very upset. He becomes very angry, and he puts on his pouty face. All right, let me see your pouty face. Do you guys have a pouty face? Your parents know what it is. Okay, yep, that's right. Wow, that is some serious. And, and what is pouting? Jonah begins to pout and he begins to whine. What does it sound like to whine? Let me hear you whine. Yeah, it's what happens when I preach too long. I hear it. So why, here's an important question. Why do you think Jonah becomes so angry that God changed his mind and saved Nineveh? Why is, God so, why is Jonah so angry that God changed his mind? All right, Lux, I'm going to give you another shot here. Why do you think? Because he has zeros. Say it again. I, could, I didn't hear you. He has, zeros. Zeros. He has reversed I know. All right, so here's what I think. Here's what I think. If you look carefully in the Bible, Jonah actually tells us why he is so mad. 
It's in chapter 4, verse 2. And, and I think we can go ahead and put that verse on the screen. Jonah says to God, he says, I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God. I knew that you are slow to get angry and that you are filled with unfailing love. I knew that you were eager to turn back from destroying people. You see, Jonah is angry because God is merciful. Does that sound right? But he is. Jonah is angry that God is compassionate. Jonah is angry that God is slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. Let me tell you a secret. Jonah is angry because God is all of the things Jonah is not. Do you see that? So, what's the lesson from the story of Jonah? Let me ask it this way. Who in the story of Jonah are you supposed to be like? Yeah, whose example are you supposed to follow? It's kind of a funny thing that the book is called Jonah because really it should be called Don't Be Like Jonah. Instead, we should follow the example of God. And so just let's just spend a few minutes talking about the example of God. Cannon Bud, do you need to come sit with me? All right, let's talk about the example of God. Remember why Jonah is angry with God? He says, first, because God is merciful. Can you guys say, have mercy? Now just hold it out. Say, have mercy, like that. Say it. That's right. Jonah is angry with God because God is merciful. That means that God offers help to a need, that God cancels debts, that God, even though the people of Nineveh were guilty of sin, God did not hold them accountable. God showed greater kindness to them than what they deserved. God showed greater mercy to the people of Nineveh than Jonah thought they deserved, right? So if we're going to follow the example of God, we need to show others greater kindness than what we think they deserve. But God isn't just merciful. Jonah says that God is a compassionate God. The story of Jonah actually ends with God asking a question of Jonah. He asked Jonah, shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? All right, so how many of you know what compassionate is? What compassion is or what compassion means? Why don't you just show me? Show me compassion. What does compassion look like? If you were going to show me, what, what would it look like? Any idea? Is compassion a high five? Give me a high five. No, compassion is not a high five. Look to the audience. They're going to show you, show us what compassion looks like. Show us. What's it look like? What are they doing? Some of them are. Some of them are really nervous right now. Yeah. Compassion in, in, this, in our Bibles, it, it means to feel what others feel. To share what other people are sharing, it's a little bit like another word called empathy. You'll learn more about it as you grow up. And then my favorite one, Jonah is angry with God because God is, listen, listen, it says that God is slow to anger. Let me see your angry face. You got an angry face? <laughs> wow, okay, point it away, point it away, I can't take it. All right, how about this question? 
I want you to point to the person in your family who is fast to get angry. (laughs) Suddenly there's like no eye contact at all. In our story, Jonah gets angry fast, right? But God is slow to get angry, right? And if we're going to follow God, we must be slow to get angry. Okay, somebody tell me, how can we slow, be slow to get anger? What do you think? Okay, what do you think? How, do, how can we be slow to anger? Do you have an idea? Calm down. Maybe go for a walk, right? Get your coffee first thing in the morning, right? All right, Maggie, what do you think? How can we be slow to get angry? Go to a different room. That's, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. These are great ideas. Finally, the last one. We're almost done, and you guys are doing amazing. Jonah is angry with God because it says that God is filled with unfailing love. Do you know what God's real power is? You know, the story of Jonah, we see God's power again and again. We see God's power in hurling the wind and commanding a giant storm, right? Later in the end of Jonah, God uses his power to grow a plant that grows over Jonah and gives him shade. God shows his power by commanding the great fish to go and to swim and to rescue Jonah and to spit him out. We see God's power all over the story of Jonah. But do you know what God's real power is? The real power of God. Listen, listen, Canon, listen. Listen. The real power of God is love. Did you hear that? The real power of God is love. And that is why God is eager to turn back from destroying people. That's why God, even though we have sinned against him, sometimes God tells us stuff to do and sometimes we go in the opposite direction. But because of the power of God's love, he's always able to forgive us and let us return to him. Does that sound right? Right. All right. Let's do this. Let's say a prayer together. Okay. Are you ready? Let's pray together. So everybody bow your heads. Father God, we thank you so much for the story of Jonah. God, we ask that you would help us to not be like Jonah, but to follow your example. Father God, help us to be merciful. Help us to show compassion. Help us to be slow to get angry. And Father God, mostly help us to love others the way that you have loved us. We love you, Father. And in your son Jesus' name, everybody together says...